Now, for the show that brings combat sports stories to life from the great state of Ohio, this is Forged in Ohio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 56 of Forged in Ohio. My name is Jake Murrin, and I'm the host of the podcast. I've featured a lot of fighters who compete for Cage Thunder on the show, and that trend is only going to continue with a highly anticipated card on December 16th in the Canton Civic Center. Today, joining me is one half of the vacant welterweight title fight on that card. He's 4-0 as an amateur with a ruthless fighting style as he prepares for Chase Archangelo in December who was on episode 27 of Forge in Ohio. Join me now is Garrett Hirschberger. Thanks for coming on the show, Garrett, and welcome to Forge in Ohio. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, of course, we have a lot to get to, including your upcoming title fight at Cage Thunder 25. But let's start with your story and your amateur career up to this point. First and foremost, how did you get your start in combat sports? Yeah, man, so I think it was my junior year of high school, I was in between football seasons, and my brother at the time was doing some jujitsu. So he said, hey, man, come out, try it out. So I went in, man. It was just me and him, the one class. And I remember the dude was like, this is this skinny dude. I was like, oh, man, I can double leg this dude. I was like 205, powerlifting at the time, real strong dude. And that was ignorant, dude. I shot it. I got guillotined like four times in like 30 seconds. And after that, man, I was just hooked. What position did you play in football? I was a middle linebacker. Middle linebacker. And you didn't actually start yes, in combat sports until your days in high school. I didn't, man. I wrestled like one year in high school, a little bit in bitty, but I, I loved football, man. That's where it was for me. Were you aware of the sport at the time, like leading up into high school or, or not really? Not really, man. Not until my brother like told me about it before that. I really wasn't, man. And early on when you're not having much success in the gym how do you get hooked by that feeling and not get overwhelmed and almost not ashamed by how you're performing, but just not the best, obviously? I mean, I think I just love challenges. Like I love challenging things and like, there's just so much to learn in MMA and just right away I knew like, Hey man, like if I ever got in a fight, like I'm going to be screwed. So it was just like an eye opener to me and yeah, I just, I just love it. Yeah, and you're only 21 years old, which is absolutely sure. insane to me. You're making up a I lot of ground in just the short amount of years that you've been participating in mixed martial arts. I think most fighters I've had on the show have had that aha moment in their life where they realize that they not only wanted to fight, but were skilled enough to make a career out of fighting. Have you had that moment in your career? Uh, yeah, I think that I really want to pursue this. I'm fully invested. Like, I feel like I train like a professional athlete. And yeah, I know that I'm still young into the game, but I'm fully dedicated to this. And I want to see what I can get out of it for sure. And you're only the second fighter out of Route 250 that I've had on Forge in Ohio. How'd you come across that gym? Uh, that was just a gym that my brother introduced me to at the time. And I'm so glad he did. I love all those guys. They're like family to me now. So very thankful for that. You mentioned those first few days of training. What were those like? Because I'm sure those were trialing times in your fighter journey that very beginning, right? It was for sure. It was like right before COVID hit. So like me and my brother, I went to like maybe 10 classes, like something like that, like real early on and then COVID hit. So me and my brother just like came out in our garage. We got some boxing gloves. And we just like started sparring, dude. I started watching YouTube videos on how to fight, and like we come up with practices. And then finally, after my senior season, COVID was pretty much off by then, so then I could get back in the gym. And then 
that's when I started training like full time. What discipline was hardest to get accustomed to when you first started? Was it the striking? Was it more of the ground game? Uh, I don't, I don't know that I really, I would probably say striking at the beginning because my flexibility just from powerlifting for so long. And like I said, at the beginning, I was like 205. I hadn't stretched in like four years, dude. So like I couldn't touch my toes, couldn't like throw a body kick. So that was like the, probably the hardest part for me to adjust to. But I feel like, you know, I, I never had any really bad habits from wrestling or anything like that. So I feel like I picked up decently quick, especially with those guys in there. Like you pick up on grappling real quick there, man. Yeah, I'm sure. And with a background in football where you know that's a sport where big, beefy dudes do well, right? Not so much so in MMA. What were those first couple of weight cuts like in your career? Oh, man, those were not fun. I love to eat. So like I said, I went from like, I'll eat like five meals a day. Like I love to eat. So it was real tough, but I was smart about it. Like I looked into research and I didn't do like the old wrestling cut where they just try to sweat everything out. I figured out how to water load, how to cut my carbs, how to do things right. And like, I mean, I'm kind of a grumpy person the week of a fight, but it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Do you let yourself get heavy? Do you splurge after these fights to enjoy the win? I don't go too crazy, man. I'm pretty disciplined. And like, I try to stay disciplined because I just want to knock out as many fights as I can while I'm still young so I can get into my pro career early. I mean, I'll go out on like a bender for like three days, but then I just feel like crap. And I'm just like, all right, man, I got to get back in the gym. Like, I never even really take a break from the gym. It's just a matter of I'll eat like crap for like two, three days. And then, yeah, I'm ready to get back. And how far along have you come since those early days and training at Route 250, getting in work there with guys like Andrew Law, Rogan Andrus, Hunter Watt, and so many others? Oh, those guys are amazing, dude. I mean, I think, like, Garrett, the first fight versus Garrett now, like, I would knock that Garrett out in, like, 15 seconds. Like, that Garrett maybe shouldn't have you a bit of the cage, dude. I don't know. Do you laugh when you look at your early performances in your career now that you are four now? I do, man. It's hard to it's hard to watch sometimes. <laughs> I'll go back and I'm just like banging, dude, just overhands, just not a lot of technique, but yeah, we're working on it, man. Talking to Garrett Hirschberger on Forge in Ohio. You've had a very impressive amateur career so far with an undefeated record at 4-0. Your last three wins have all come via decision, but that doesn't really explain the full story, right? Because you're knocking people down left and right and causing chaos in there every time out. I feel like I should be 4-0 with four finishes, but somehow like I always get the guy right there and then I don't finish the fight. Like I'll knock him down and then I'll rush in, he'll grab my legs. Like, that's what happens, like, 90% of the time. So it's just a matter of me becoming more patient, settling down, and just waiting on things instead of getting excited, rushing in, getting my legs grabbed. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Do you think it's fair to say your last three fights won by decision could have been finished, and you can make the argument that you could be 4-0 with a 100% finish rate by now? Yeah, dude, 100%. Like, if you go back and look at every one of my fights, I think I've had, like, one black eye, maybe... And, like, I'll have dudes, they're, like, wobbling back and stuff, but I still don't finish the fight. So, I don't know. Hopefully, we can get that figured out. I don't know. We'll see, man. Yeah, let's get into your actual fights themselves. With your amateur debut, your first actual fight, what were the nerves like getting into that very first fight of your career? 
Oh, dude, I don't even remember that fight. <laughs> like, I blacked out, dude. I blacked out. Probably my first three fights, like, I don't remember. I was just so nervous because I hadn't competed in, like, a one-on-one sport in so long, like, since, like, my freshman year of high school, that I just – I didn't even know, like, I, if I felt like a fighter at that point. Like, I was 19. I was like, man, these guys are big. They're strong. I don't know if I belong here. but then. I think after that third fight, like, it just kind of clicked, like, hey, man, if you're going to do this, like, why are you wasting your time being nervous? Like, you spent so much time to this. I think it's just a disservice to yourself, to your team, to your family to be going there nervous and not compete to the best of your abilities. Wow. It didn't really click after the first fight when you would get the knockout win that you belong here and you can bring that dog fight to the cage every time out. No, man, I'm pretty, I'm pretty critical of myself, like, every single one of my fights – I haven't been happy with a single fight yet, so I just had to, I don't know, just decide that this is what I was going to do, and I was going to do it 100%. Is it important to have that mindset and be a perfectionist in a way in this game to make sure that you're not staying where you are and you're improving every single day you walk into the gym? Yeah, I think so, man. I think for sure. Um, To a certain extent, for sure, I think Andrew and some of those guys have to remind me, like, hey, that's as a good fight against a good guy. Cause I tend to just like, even right after I win, like I'll just be dissecting it right away. Like, man, I should have done this. I should have done that. Like, I really don't get too excited about wins. I'm just focused on becoming the best I can possibly be. I'm obsessed with that. Yeah, definitely. I'd say one of your most impressive showings was in your B2 fighting series bout. I watched the fight and really lost count of how many times you dropped your opponent in there. What comes to mind when you think of that fight, which was really one way action in your favor from the opening bell? Dude, that was such a wild fight. Yeah. Like I said, my first three fights, I just blacked out. And for like the first round and a half, I just was like throwing everything, dude. Like had no idea what I was doing, just banging. And then towards the end of that, like the midway point of that second round, I finally was like, calm down. I didn't throw like 13 flying knees in a row because I could finally throw flying knees and stuff. I just settled down and I fought my fight. And yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. Funny story in that after the fight, I like came out of the cage. I was sitting down and I was like, man, I got to go talk to my mom. I got to go. I got to go talk to my mom. And my coach is like, dude, you just said hi to your mom like like 10 seconds ago. And I was like, bro, like there's what? I was like, I have to have a concussion. And they're like, just calm down for a second. We think you just have like a bunch of adrenaline right now. And dude, I calmed down. I was no concussion. It was just that much adrenaline. That's how bad it was for those first three flights. That was just the rush you were feeling after that performance that you just totally <laughs> forgot about that moment. It was. It was. Yeah, that is wild. So your opponent, his face was heavily damaged, to say it nicely, after those three <laughs> rounds. And your white fight trunks were basically pink afterward with his blood. Does that gross you out at all? Or is that something that you take pride in? Oh, dude, I take so much pride in that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that dude had the thickest neck you've ever seen, dude. Like, I knew he wasn't going to get knocked out. Like, he was like, his just all traps, bro. But yeah, I was definitely proud of that. I wouldn't be surprised if you said that was your favorite performance or fight so far, but you've had many impressive outings in there. Do you have a favorite so far in four wins? Uh, yeah, I think my fight against Akil was probably my favorite. Just because before that fight, like 
I feel like everyone was saying that I'm just a brawler. I'm going to get destroyed. Like all this stuff. Like I was hearing it like all the time that I'm just going to get beat by this dude and everything. And Akil's a real good dude. I like Akil, but it was just like that fight. I finally settled down. I finally like performed how I can perform. I didn't let my adrenaline get too high. I just focused on what I wanted to do and I did it. I mixed things up. And that's when I felt I had my first real fight, like my first real performance. Yeah, that was your third fight at Cage Thunder 20. Is it hard not to listen to all those outward thoughts of people saying that, you know, you are just a brawler in there? Is it hard to get caught up in all that kind of stuff? I actually love that, man. That's actually kind of the thing that drove me to performing so well. I love being the underdog in situations. Like, I love people telling me that, you know, I can't do this, I can't do that. It just gives me more reason that I want to do it. You just turn all that negativity into uh, motivation into all these fights. Yeah, I love it. I love it, man. Yeah, I I love that perspective. Once again, this is Garrett Hirschberger with us on Forge in Ohio. You said you wanted a title shot if you won your fight at Cage Thunder 22. You got the job done and are now fighting Chase Archangelo at Cage Thunder 25 for the welterweight title. Talk to me about how this fight got put together. Yeah, man. uh, I mean, I just got the text from Scott and said this is your opponent and I said all right like I'm just I'll take whoever I had to fight I'll fight easy as that you're not even looking up the opponent first you're just saying yes automatically I knew I knew Chase was before like I knew he was I knew kind of his style but I've watched films since then like that but I'm not whoever I have to fight if Andrew tells me to fight him I'll fight him Yeah, you've fought for Cage Thunder many times, but never in the Canton Civic Center. How excited are you to compete in front of 5,000 plus people on December 16th? Oh, that's amazing, dude. I can't think of like a better spot to have like a title fight. I'm so excited for that. I think the more people, the better. Just the crowd's energy is going to be amazing. And with your fighting style, are you planning on bringing that brawling mentality in there and really giving the crowd something to be in awe of? Dude, I don't even like me do it just happens, man. So I think <laughs> I think it'll happen again, man, for sure. Do you feel any more pressure ahead of this fight, not only because it's such a big event, but because you're also competing for your first amateur championship? Uh no man, I don't put too much weight on it. Like I know Chase is a good fighter, I respect his game, but I don't put any more weight on it than any other fight. Like at the end of the day I want to get to be a professional fighter, so I'm just taking whatever fights I need to take to get to that point and grow from each and every fight. Yeah, and Chase has developed a lot on the feet lately, but he's known for his wrestling with an extensive background in the sport. What do you think of the challenge ahead of you at Cage Thunder 25? Oh yeah, for sure. I think it's a big I think it's a big challenge. I like I said, I think Chase is really skilled. I think he's really good. He's a good grappler. I mean, that's nice for me to be at route 250 where there's so many good grapplers to give me work like that. So yeah, I think it's a tough fight. It's going to be an awesome fight and I think it'll be exciting for everyone. Do you have the mindset of it being route 250 versus strong style? I know at the most recent cage thunder event, Brogan Endress dropped a fight two miles Robinson who trains there. So is there any like gym on gym or motivation in your head with that? I mean, strong style is such a big gym and we're a smaller gym. So, like, yeah, that's always cool. Like, I like to fight guys from a bigger gym and just prove that we can hang with them. But, like, I don't have any beef with Strong Style. Like, I respect them as a team. Like, they've earned 
earned that right. It's like the biggest gym in Ohio and like one of the highest reputable gyms in Ohio. But yeah, I definitely have a chip on my shoulder about that for sure. With this fight, how important is it for you to neutralize his wrestling and his grappling game, keep this fight on the feet and capitalize with that brawling fighting style that we just talked about? Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's, I don't know. I train everywhere, man. Like I, I train and every week I train judo, I train jujitsu, I train Muay Thai, I train boxing, I train wrestling every single week. And like, I'm not missing days grappling. I'm consistent in all those. So I feel like anywhere that the fight goes, I'm, I could be comfortable there. Like I'm used to being in every single situation. So I'm ready for wherever the fight goes. I don't think it has to go to one certain place. Yeah, and to that point, in your last fight at Cage Thunder 22 against AJ McCants Jr., you were in there and you showed off a lot of your wrestling and grappling skills and really showed what you can do and that you are a a well-versed fighter and can really win a fight anywhere it goes, right? Yeah, I wasn't super happy about that fight. I mean, it was a good fight, but I feel like I got too comfortable when he took my back in that first. I just kind of got surprised because I was like, oh, man. It didn't seem like I knew he was a good wrestler. I didn't realize how good of a wrestler it was. Like no one told me he was like a state champ or something like that in wrestling. So like I had no idea. So he took me down, took my back and I was like, oh, crap. All right. Now I need to really turn it on. And that's what I needed. But like I just. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot for me to learn from that fight. That was a perfect fight that I could have had because of how much I took away from it. Yeah, definitely. Every fight, especially on the amateur scene, is a learning lesson, whether you are the winner or the loser. I know, you know, looking forward to this fight, your teammates, Nate Davies and Hunter Watt are also booked on this card and potentially more fight announcements to come out of Route 250. Do you like having the chance to compete alongside your teammates like this? I do. I definitely do. Uh, I fought by myself before and I fought with teammates. I always like it more with teammates, just just more relaxing. It's nice having them in there with me we're all going through the same thing. And like, I train with them every day. So it's just like, it's just good to be in there with them. What is the energy like leading up to a fight where you are competing alongside teammates? I'm sure there's a little bit more to it than normal. And so many big fights are on the horizon like that. Yeah, it's just a lot more intense, especially in the gym right now. Like it's just so intense, especially with the amount of professional fighters that we have now that like everyone's just locked in. I love that feeling in camp. Just that grind of this intense grind. I love that. So yeah, it's definitely nice having those guys on the card because we're all so locked in. Yeah, definitely. How cool is it by the way, to see Andrew law, obviously one of the founders of route Two Fifty, compete recently at cage thunder. I know the fight didn't go his way against Julian lane, but I'm sure that still had to be a cool moment to see him make the walk and compete again. Yeah, it definitely was, man. I'm excited. I was definitely super excited to watch Andrew in the cage. I could barely watch the fight, dude. It's just it's hard for me to watch any of those guys, but yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch Andrew, and I hope he competes again soon, man. Because I know that performance, like he fought, he was fighting so good, man. It just he got caught with something, and that happened. So I hope he gets back in there, and I would love for him to fight again, man. I love watching him. Yeah, I believe you said sometime like February or March on Facebook recently, but I I too okay. hope Andrew Law makes a return there in the cage relatively soon. It's fair to say, though, that you get a little bit more nervous when your teammates fight than when you fight? Oh, for sure, dude. For sure. Like, it's like watching one of my brothers fight, dude. Like, I just want to be in there with them and then uh, just not being able to do anything and just watching. I'm screaming. My voice is, like, gone by the end of the night. 
Like, I think I had to walk out of the venue last time. I was so nervous, dude. I'm pacing. So, yeah, it's definitely easier for me to fight than to watch them fight. So, in this case, when you are fighting alongside teammates at Cage Thunder 25, do you watch their fights or do you have to stay locked in the entire night knowing that your fight is coming up soon? So, I assume I'll probably be the first fight out of our team since their professional fights. So, I'll get to fight my, I'll get to fight my fight and then I'll get to go out and watch them. But if they did fight before, usually maybe I'll watch a little bit of it. But, you know, I got to stay locked in as well. So what does fight day look like? Walk me through what fight day looks like and getting locked in and having the mindset of you're going to go get locked in a cage with another human being who has the same goal as you do. Yeah, it's changed up a lot since my first fight. So like my my first fight was uh, Hunter came up with me. Hunter Watt came up with me. And we went to weigh-ins, my first weigh-ins and everything. And then we usually go out to eat, get some breakfast, rehydrate, get some fuel in us. And then me and him actually went to a movie because, like, we had time to kill before we had to be back in the venue. So we were, like, watching some, like, bro, I don't even know. It was uh, <laughs> it was some sad dog movie before, before the fights, dude. And we are just like, I don't think anyone knows what we're about to go do. <laughs> but and then we get to the venue man we get ready get wrapped up and then by that time it's ready to fight you know that definitely sounds like something hunter watt would do he's the other guy from route 250 that i've had on forge in ohio and he came in studio and he was one of the most energetic and just oddball guests that i've had on the show and i loved 100 percent of that episode what is he like behind the scenes and at route 250 oh he's an awesome dude man yeah me and him are great friends man he'll do anything for you yeah he's definitely an energetic dude yeah he's he's just a good guy man yeah i 100 percent agree man final one for you how do you see your fight playing out at cage thunder 25 against chase archangelo you know i don't like to make predictions like i don't know i just feel like that's bad juju man sure but i feel like it'll be an awesome fight it's good thing it's gonna be an exciting fight and i'm excited for this I'm excited for this opportunity to get better and to just fight with someone who's also 4-0. Like, I just, I just, I'm really excited for this opportunity. Yeah, when you take a look at the fights that are already announced for Cage Thunder 25 and you're just looking for excitement value, your fight against Chase is definitely the one to look forward to the most, I think. Before we wrap up, man, that, man, anything you want to shout out or plug here at the back end of the podcast, the floor is yours. Yeah, man, shout out to Route 250, my head coach, Andrew Law. Shout out to Ryan Madigan over at World Kickboxing and his team. Shout out to Roy Codwell Boxing. Uh, shout out to my strength and conditioning coach, Ian Bercher, and my friends and family and my girlfriend who makes my camp happen. And they're always looking out for me. So, Yeah, well, thanks again, Garrett, for joining me on the show. I've said it before on here, but I couldn't be looking forward to Cage Thunder 25 more. And that's in part due to your fight, which I'm sure will deliver fireworks before I let you go, I do ask that you help me end the show the way I do with all fighters on here. It's with the OHIO chance. So, yes, OHIO. Thanks, Garrett. Thanks for coming on again so much, man. I wish you the best in December, and we'll definitely be talking again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Appreciate it.
That was Garrett Hirschberger, the 4-0 amateur mixed martial artist who has a date against another Forge in Ohio guest in Chase the Archangel Archangelo on December 16th. I've had my eye on Garrett for a while now, and since I already had Chase on the show, I knew the time was now to get Garrett on the show when the fight was announced, and I'm looking forward to two Forge in Ohio guys throwing down inside the Can Civic Center at Cage Thunder 25. If you're looking for more Forge in Ohio, Ohio content. Don't forget to check out the show on Instagram and Facebook at Forge in Ohio, as always. Also, you can take your support even further by downloading episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribing to the Forge in Ohio YouTube channel. Any type of support, and I mean it, any type of support is much appreciated as we continue this combat sports media journey in the great state of Ohio. As always, thank you for watching or tuning in. I've been your host, Jake Murrin, and this was Forged in Ohio.